Today's episode is brought to you by The Northman, an action-filled epic from visionary director Robert Eggers with an all-star cast that includes Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. Witness the rise of The Northman as he discovers that fate has no mercy. The Northman is only in theaters April 22nd. Visit thenorthmanfilm.com to learn more. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you're doing well. This is Weekly Games Chat. As a matter of fact, it's episode 321. Uh, I got I got to say, if this is your first time finding us, where have you been for 320 episodes? Can you imagine missing out on that much entertainment? Uh, my name is Sean. Uh, I am one of the hosts of this show. Uh, we're all buddies, so we're all kind of, we're the same. And I'm going to start this circle, I mean, this uh, introduction uh, I'm going to start first with a man who buttons up his shirt with a nice press every time he does it, and that man's name is John. John, welcome. How are you doing, sir? It's good to see you. Raising a glass. That's what's up. Hey, Sean. <laughs> is that a, was that like a pint of beer? Uh, something. Yeah, it's like a, it's a sour beer. What are we looking at? Let's see. Like sauerkraut, but a beer? This is all backwards. Uh, hazy so black. Like hazy Blanc. Blanc. Uh, fruited sour with white grapefruit. Oh, that but, sounds yeah. amazing. It's tasty. Uh, as you were doing that, if you uh, happen to be watching us on twitch.tv backslash weekly games chat, and I doubt if you were one of the, the ones I mentioned before who just found us, uh, you have no idea that we even do that. But I must say that I just saw professionalism at its best because during a live stream, my man Chris, who also is here today, he's adjusting volumes on camera because why not, right? Why not? I it just happens. try to make you sound good. I know you do. You do our best for us, buddy. How have you been? And welcome to this week's show, sir. I've been good. You've been good? Yeah. Pretty yeah. Good. I'm pretty good. I tried I mean, out a man, the, a man uh, of many words, Chris. I tried out the new Madden earlier. That wasn't so good, but I wasn't the new, surprised. Wait, well, wait. The football game? Yeah. You could play it free today if you had uh, Xbox Ultimate. So did you just officially flex on us that you have... An Xbox with Xbox Ultimate. Games Pass Ultimate, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. John, did you know that uh, Madden was out today? Because I didn't. Not a clue. It's out early for those who bought the, like, the, what you call it, the Super Edition, they can play it, but they had a free day play for everyone because if you have Ultimate, you have EA Play, right? So you actually get a 10-hour trial for the game anyways. So I think they just went ahead and said, Hey, come try it out for 24 hours. See how you feel about it. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was made by EA and it's Madden. Yeah. So there's that. I did the football news. I was going to talk about today was not a video game. Uh, 
I, I got to be honest with you. Over the years, I've kind of I've kind of been rooting for this fella. I uh, but today, his NFL journey came to an end, and that was uh, formal Jacksonville Jaguar tight end Tim Tebow has been cut from that team. Um, so for those who said, you know, Tim Tebow, you can't make it as a quarterback. You should go be a tight end or something. Uh, you were wrong. He was a successful quarterback. He won a playoff game and all that jazz. He did not take a professional start in a game that meant anything as a tight end. So there's that. It's over, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I I was just kind of like, I don't know how long he's going to ride it, but I never once was expecting him to make the team. That's just I kind of was. Switch. I kind of was because of the Urban Meyer connection. I kind of thought maybe. See, John, Tim Tebow is. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's so funny. But yeah, I mean, but what that means, boys, we, when announcements of cuts are being done, I think within what less than a month now, the NFL season is going to kick off. Was it two more like weeks the, of preseason? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. love a good and, uh, preseason. The promo they're running is kind of funny. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, they're saying the Buccaneers, and they show, like, classic Buccaneers with swords. And they go, not those Buccaneers. And then they show Brady and his, you know, goat status walking out. And then they say versus the Cowboys, and then they show Cowboys on horses. And uh, not even close. So it's Buccaneers-Cowboys September 3rd or 5th or something like that. Uh, the National Football League kicks off his season. I was thinking, uh, so, though, you, you know, about? you just called him GOAT. I think Tom Brady is the only person who has consistently called the GOAT in his sport. Yeah. That I, I'd i be willing to say if you took the 100 smartest NFL minds of history, he would not be in their top three players of all time to ever play the game. Right? Like, I don't think he would. You say minds? Yes. Yeah. So he's saying a hundred minds, the, so the like greatest had, minds ever. If you had who Peter got the list, their three best. Yeah, I don't think he would be considered in the top three greatest players to ever play football. But right. he's called the goat he, because because of how he executes a strategy. Is that minds? Is that what you mean? No, I mean like minds, as in like people you know who are historians and you know analysts of the game who've been around the game. Peter King would probably be the big one, I think, or Chris Mortensen, right? Like there are He's a bunch just of... dropping names, Sean. What is yeah, he doing? Gonna... These are names I happen to know, and I'm so excited. So that's <laughs> yeah. why you're not hearing me say anything. Right. I'm like, I know these names. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've always found that like, to me, he's like the Bill Russell of the, of the, NFL. I know that name too. Yeah. Great. There's uh, nothing so, against I, Bill mean, Russell. I, I think I know what you're trying to say. Brady yeah. was just, he was just like, Super tall, lanky kid. I mean, but he worked hard, and and by working hard, it proves that you may not be considered the Correct. best of whatever. Sure, but you end up you're, you're usually the captain of your team. You're seen on TV in the NFL the way they present their product. You're grilling people. You're mm. congratulating them. You're you're a true leader, and you end up winning as many times as he did the ultimate prize in NFL football. So I mean, that's why people say he's the goat because nobody's come close. Teams have come close. Yeah. Like as a team, as a franchise, but it's as an like, individual player. But it's like yeah. if someone was saying Barry Sanders or Tom Brady, we all know who you pick in that scenario, right? Or even Walter Payton back in the day, right? Like I just, it, I don't know. That's like the weird part to me. I've never understood 
greatest players of all time conversations in basketball and football because they generally were they center around well they've won this many championships sure you never have that kind of discussion in baseball you yeah. are either the greatest pitcher because you were the greatest pitcher or the greatest right whatever yeah. because of and and it it almost never had anything to do with how many championships that you had yeah i agree yeah. it's like bill russell we, just, has never been named the best basketball player and no yeah. one will ever come close to him right mike's the best right or or lebron lebron yeah it just depends on the generation the yeah. era what have you? Why? Well, but I mean, all this championship talk. We didn't even. We I didn't even get to congratulate you guys for when we we won the virtual uh, podcast championship of the best podcast in the world. We're the goat. <laughs> so congrats, boys. We did it. We're the best. So Prove it or it's fake. I, I have no facts. I'm just we've accomplished it out everything there. we ever set out to do. And um, <laughs> episode three twenty one. We're we done. Did it. Yep. Raising the trophy. Woo! Everyone have a good That's life. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Peace. John, what'd you get into this week? Chris, you get into anything? Uh, I, once again, I say it almost every week. I just don't know where the week goes. Uh, I happen to have a little hiccup in the middle from, can, two, from Tuesdays to Tuesdays. I do have one well, recommendation. Uh, and this works, John, if you don't mind, because it is sports sure. related. Um, Untold is a new series that launched on Netflix. I watched Why the- can't you uh, tell us? The uh, first the first episode is about the uh, malice in the palace, Ooh. and that is probably one of the best documentaries, like sports documentaries. Oh, I've I seen. watched that Malice in the Palace. Yeah, was, I didn't know that was a series. I thought that was just a one off. Well, no, no, no. Like the the series is called Untold, right? Talk about again, bro. And it's kind of like the, it's kind of like Netflix's Thirty for Thirty, right? So every episode is a different subject. Like they just released the second one today, um, which is on this female boxer. Apparently had something that happened to her on the way to success. Um, but you know, yeah, it was just really, really good because I was like, I've seen Ron Artest talk about Malice in the Palace before, for those who are unfamiliar, but <laughs> I've not seen it where you have all the cops talking about it, you had fans talking about it, you had the owners of both teams, uh, you had the uh DA who prosecuted all these people. Right. It was, yeah. it was quite interesting. I, I watched it too. And it was a great watch. If you're a fan of documentary style <laughs> sports things mm-hmm. that also they, they highlight a story that dominated, say like the ESPNs of the world. Yeah. And then later dominated the newsways because the picture of what these players, they happened to be on an opposing team. They went into these stands. They were labeled as thugs and bad folks yeah. and things like that. Well, you never got to hear their side of the story. And it appeared that the decision to punish them was based on possibly edited video. Um, so it's a very good watch. And I, I too, I, Chris, we rarely do this. I endorse, I endorse, I endorse your pick of TV to watch this week. Yeah. Go check it out. Check it out. John, follow that up, buddy. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool, man. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I, as far as what I, you know, I'm back into the Sopranos on, I'm on season four now. Jump back into Valhalla. Valhalla! Um, already getting overwhelmed by that, um, gargantuan mess that is Valhalla. I, uh, I bash that game. Well, I don't bash it. I make fun of that game a lot, but it is, I mean, it really is a very good game. Um. 
looks like they've made some changes, quality of life changes that I really like. So I feel like they'd done that with each of the last three. Like if you go back about eight, nine months, right? They make quality of life changes because of people complaining about whatever aspect of the grind they don't like. Like I remember when yeah, I went back to Odyssey. They did uh, with uh, with Origins. The only change they made was, um, they pretty much with every enemy. When whenever you would level up, they brought that enemy up to the same level as you, no matter what region you were in. Well, I remember um, with uh, Odyssey, right? Like I didn't play for three months, and then I came back, and all of a sudden they like had just given me like something ridiculous amounts of resource. Cause that was what people were complaining was like, Hey, I got all these Epic weapons at the lower level and now I'm level 50 and I want to wear this set right and get the buffs from it. But I have to have so much wool and so much stone to get it to level 50, you know? So it seemed like they were kind of like, okay, we hear you. Here you go. It's Mm -hmm. been long enough. So yeah, I've been, I've been bouncing between that and the topic topic. That's nice. Um, I, uh, you know, I was thinking about the topic, um, in general, like when they see the podcast, they see the topic. Yeah. I don't know why we're always so catty in the intro. Me, myself included. We've just, we, we, we have this natural habit of not really saying what we're going to talk about until I, yeah, we've done that forever. I think Chris like, started until that. Chris belts it out. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> then like, he recently you, started putting it in the title on Twitch. Yeah, you download it and you're like, I know yes! what y'all are talking about. Why are y'all being so cagey about it? I don't know. So I can't wait to talk about Ender Lilies. <laughs> what is that? Is that a steak or a flower? What is it? I guess a hot um, so... I'll use it in a sentence. Somebody punched me in my Ender Lilies. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to cut out from 13 minutes <laughs> to. Okay, got it. Um, yeah. No, we will not take out Chris introducing the topic. Acid Sugar will, he will banish us all from our Discord because he is secretly. The cryptocurrency carrying underlord of the entire realm, sir. We apologize, John. Um, I told you right before we started, but I had visited you, and that was in order to get a signature on a game that was a a winnings. And uh, we're all set, guys. We're good to go. Everybody's but I visited you, and I Chris gave the John Hancock version, as you can see. Yeah, down at the did. bottom. He I did. almost, you know. I told John I was very tempted to sign it just as Tom. <laughs> just cause. Yeah. Uh, but when I was at your house, I saw you had a really cool computer. Uh, it's not a case. It's a, uh, a stand. It's got like a stand. Yeah. So I, I was like, John, I, I want that. That's cool. You send me a link. I order it. I get it today. But the day that I ordered it for whatever reason, my algorithm in Amazon, it showed me like star Wars movies. And it didn't just show me regular Blu-rays. I think I at one point searched for 3D movies. I know that's con- widely considered a dying breed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TVs aren't selling as good anymore. No People one tell buy the glasses. Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I find that there's a uh, Force Awakens Blu-ray Deluxe Edition. Deluxe Edition. So, and then I go, uh, how? C- I want to, something hit me to search, does PSVR, because I was like, does it play 3D? So I end up going down this rabbit hole, and they're like, "Yes, your PSVR. All you got to just put the disc in. You're good to go." I oh, order, oh, really? yeah, I order. So I order Force Awakens, and I ordered The Last Jedi. Uh, so I get it in, I, and I pop it in my PS5. 
put my little hat on, my little glasses on, pink. And I'm thinking, I can't believe I'm about to watch a 3D Blu-ray movie on my PS5. Well, your TV isn't 3D, is it? No, it has nothing to do with the TV. It's all about the processing oh, yeah. power of the unit and the VR set. You're not watching it on the TV, right? Yeah. It tells me that the system, PS5, does not support Blu-ray 3D. But Ooh. your so research that, told you that it did. Yeah. So what I did was go back and start reading more into it. People were saying that the PS4 Pro and PS4 regular had gotten an update that unlocked that. So if you still own that, oh my you could, god, you could hook up. So, but luckily I do. I still have it. Yeah. It was no. It was a no worry. Uh, I did mess up. If if you happen to be one of the owners of a PS5 who are still rocking PS VRs, and you got that free adapter from Sony, you need to take that back off before you plug it in your PS4. That's your uh, PSA for the day from your boy. Anyway, I gotta say, you throw on some headphones, you throw on Star Wars in 3D. <clears throat> hashtag epic. Nice. But why would you buy the Last Jedi? Why would you give money for that? Well, because it was 3D, and I wanted to own all three in that. <laughs> yeah, but 3D is is it's going to be a, a niche. Um, it is what it is. But I enjoy it, and I wanted it at least to have these three movies with the option to always watch them in 3D. Uh, you know the scene in the beginning where Kylo Ren uh, blocks the laser beam from the gun of Poe Dameron? Yeah. That looks like, pretty cool. I feel that like I cool. saw. That looks pretty good. I feel like I saw Last Jedi in 3D. Because I think it was IMAX at, 3D. Maybe an IMAX 3D. Also, yeah. uh, when Ray is doing her exploration in the the Destroyers, there's a different scope of magnitude in 3D versus a 2D screen. It, you felt, and, and her opening scene, you're, she's like kind of climbing down this pole. Yeah. She yeah. And, and she's, it's isolated. Like if she falls, she falls to death. Sure. You feel that in the 3D. Nice. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Kylo, oh, Kylo Wrench. Kylo Wrench. But yeah, that's, so that's, I kind of did that, you know? Cool. Man. Um, yeah, pretty, and it was real funny before we end. So uh, I was in a, I was in a never ending war with our, our good friend, formerly known as Ryan Lee for the podcast. Uh, he has since redeemed himself, but I, I couldn't play a certain game because we got into a war. Tell me about this. Uh, but that's, I'll leave it there. Nope. I got into a war. Bring it. Well, so I was, I was, all right, so I was head first into Final Fantasy 14 before this recent craze. Sure. When all the streamers yeah. started playing, you were like yep. okay. three months early. <laughs> you and Josh. I was. I mean, I was <laughs> deep in it. Well, our good friend, and you know, all he's got to do is whisper in my ear. But in this case, I whispered in his, <clears throat> who is also a WoW player, Josh. Um, I my Facebook feed was showing me mounts were dropping that were very rare. This was during the midst of playing, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen online with with Ryan Leaf, and so I tell Josh one day I'm like I want to go try to get these mounts they appear to be dropping. We end up doing that and we get caught. It's almost like we got caught cheating on, on Mike on great uh, on Ryan Leaf or whatever. He was not happy with it. Hmm. He blew about seven head gaskets, and uh, I kind of know where he's coming from. That will take a whole other hour or so to to die, you know discuss and and what have you. Uh, but 
So because of that war and the blowout, I said, I don't want to be a part of that anymore. <clears throat> I played World of Warcraft for a little bit. The mount hunting fizzled, and I haven't really played an MMO. The other day, Chris sees me play it because Discord likes to show everything you're playing. Just, Chris says, um, he's going to see you're playing that. I was like, <laughs> he's going to know. <laughs> like, How would he know? I'm like, literally, he's going to know. <laughs> I was like, but he's not even on right now. He And he was like, you don't know. <laughs> I was like, you're right. Well, he ended up finding out. But he, he's been he's been pretty coy about it. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. But yeah, I think I think that's a good spot. If you guys think it's a good spot, it's a good spot. Yeah. To leave that intro. And of course, we've already said the intro is going to lead into the topic today, which is apparently a place you get hit in called Ender Lilies. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. Uh, and hopefully you do too. So if we're good boys, we're good. Ladies and gentlemen, however you got here, if it was fast forwarding through, you know, the intro, if it was you listened to the intro and got here, it doesn't matter. You made it. This is the topic time, the oasis, the mecca, the reason you're here, the topic time. And I do what I do every week is I stop and I say, Chris, Chris, the people need to know what the topic is and you you have to tell him. So if Chris is ready, I, I shut up. Then you find out. And then John talks. That's how this works. Chris. The uh, topic is. More enthusiasm, please. Ender Lilies! There's some subtitle, but. Quietest. Yeah. Quietus of the Knights. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You're doing it, John. Ender Lilies. Don't hit me there. Just don't. I, don't do that. Um, we stopped and read stuff on on uh, on Twitch. That was funny. It came in at the same time. But yeah, uh, I I'm excited. I didn't I didn't know to you sent the notes today that this was the topic. Well, yeah, uh, I was I was planning on covering something else. Yeah, um, and and it's fine. I, Chris reached out and he was like, "John's going to do this other thing." I was like, "I don't." That's fine. Yeah, John's a pro. John knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, the, the other one, the other one is was um, Samurai Warriors Five. That's what now I was we going can to never, cover. Now but we can never do it. Um, I d- I don't really have a lot of experience with those games, so my head just wasn't right in the right place right. for something like that. Um, particularly since I. I was kind of in a, I, I made the mistake of diving back into Valhalla, Valhalla and it was like, man, I can get sucked into this. And I got sucked into it a little bit. And I was like, man, I don't have time to play. Wait, <laughs> both. Yeah. Wait. So why saying... not, uh, why not jump into a classic um, Metroidvania formula? You don't have to learn the systems. You already understand it. You've played them all before. So that's why, that's why I just, I, you know, there, there's a couple of, there's a couple of Metroidvanias out right now. Um, you know, there's Axiom Verge 2 came out surprisingly. 
um, a few other things here and there, but um, Ender Lilies, I kept hearing it come up on different podcasts. Um, Wait, you listen to other podcasts? Guilty. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and I just I just heard about this game and seemed sounded really weird, but I I started looking at gameplay footage and it it looked it looked really it looked really awesome. It seemed like it had a nice little unique approach to it. So, you know, it look it's not going to it's not going to rewrite the formula for Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Um not many things do. Um maybe the last one that really showed up and blew me away was um probably the my favorite my my favorite uh, Metroidvanias over the past 6 or 7 years would be um Ori and the Blind Four, or Ori, the Ori games and the Guacamelee games. Those really just um, are pretty Those solid. Are top for notch. Me. Yeah. So this one, this one came along and it's and it's very. I can say, um, if you are a Metroidvania fan, which I hope most of you are, if you're not, I judge you. But um, this is one right up your alley. This is going to give you the quality you want out of a Metroidvania game. So the story's the story's pretty pretty simple, but very but very inviting you're you're the, the game takes place in an area called land's end it's like a, it's like the name of the kingdom in the game and you um you kind of wake up you're this young girl um and you're this priestess in a in kind of in a long line of priestesses if you will sort of this lineage and you wake up and you don't remember much or you don't, you don't remember anything and you 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 find out that the kingdom has suffered a sort of a poisonous rainfall and turned all of the subjects, all of the citizens, all of the people into what they call the blighted, these monstrous beings. So everybody's been turned to say what? That's catastrophic. It's catastrophic, man. So it's, (laughs) it's called the blighted. I mean, everybody's, they're called the blighted. So it's like this poisonous rain that fell, um, and just took over everything. And so your job as as the priestess i mean you, you know you think of a priestess you think of you think of religion you think of spirituality and purification and things like things of that nature but you're this little tiny girl and i you know Sean you and i are probably old enough to remember um what some people call the original funko pops the precious moments dolls yeah that's hilarious <laughs> yes absolutely she, she, <laughs> She kind of she kind of looks like a sort of a version of uh, a precious moment. So yeah, like she's, an animated precious moment. For yeah, real. she's she's completely from top to bottom, literally white or you know, or very bright. Like she's like she shines like she's some sort of you know god godly creature she's of some a, sort, a glow like to angelic her, like an creature. Aura. Yeah, yeah. And so it 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 sort of turns out that um, a priestess before you. Um, sent uh sent a knight a spirit if you will he's a spirit but he's a he's a knight to sort of look after you and protect you and to me uh sean this is really kind of the hook of the metroidvania game it's sort of the way they do this i've never really seen it done not suggesting that it hasn't been done but i've never played one where it does this um her name is lily yeah hence the hence the name of the of the title and she is absolutely defenseless she can't do anything but she's your avatar to uh traverse the kingdom 
um, but your attacks come from the night, the spirit night that protects you. Yeah, and the way he does it is cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool. And it's and, and Sean, if you're looking at footage, if you notice, whenever he swings his sword or or another spirit does an attack, watch what the watch what Lily does. She kind of covers her eyes in fear. Yeah, as all these all the, as these spirit knights kind of protect her with all the attacks that 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 it's that almost like doing. she doesn't want to see the nasty yep. badness of the world she's yep. like almost pure yeah and and this is one and this is one key i want to cover it i've never just seen it done this way where the avatar itself is completely defen- defenseless and it has a very interesting and powerful effect on the player to um sorry about that no worries uh, no worries it's fine has a, it's fine has a uh, has a powerful impact on the player that makes you want to protect her and, and and just endears the character to you as the player. It's a really interesting and brilliant effect that I've never seen done in, in a Metroidvania before. I mean, you know, I think of Metroidvania as I think of Alucard, the vampire and, and yeah. Samus Aran, the, the BA bounty hunter that can protect themselves that, you know, people cower in fear when, when they walk into a room. But um, but that's really the hook of this game, and 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 to some extent, it's a lot like uh, Bloodstained, where you defeat certain enemies and then you sort of take over or absorb a a power that they possess. Um, but you do that by traversing the world, and you you don't you don't take on every single enemy's attributes. There's certain mini bosses and bosses in the game that you fight. And you sort of, when you kill them, they or or defeat them rather, they ask you to sort of relieve them of this blight that they've suffered under. So you sort of you do this purification ritual where you release them from their burden, their suffering, and you and you take on their spirit as an additional protector that grants. And these spirits grant different abilities that help you, just like any Metroidvania game, that help you unlock new parts of the map that you couldn't get before help you defeat enemies in different ways. And you can, and you have these build outs that allow you to, I mean, you can't use every single weapon at any given time. You have what is called build outs and you have a build out of three. And when you hit the shoulder, the right shoulder button, you switch to another um, build out. Let's call it a loadout rather. Um, You have two sets of loadouts that you can use. And you put in you put in the powers or the spirit powers that are best suited for the region of the map that you're using or the ones that you've just become more acclimated to. Right. Um, and so when you, and you come across different when you defeat enemies, you and you come up, come across um, dead blighted um, entities, you can pick up what is called stagnant blight which uh, these are like, you know, elements in the game that you pick up that help you um, build out and upgrade certain powers, spirit powers that you've acquired over the course of the game that you that have just become more suited to your play style. And so you can improve them, um, make them more, make them stronger, make them more powerful, make their HP more significant, things like that. So you know, in that regard, it's it's your it's your basic um, run of the mill Metroidvania. 
Um, but then there are Metroidvanias that do everything that a Metroidvania does, but is rather mediocre. The best thing you can expect m- most of the time in a Metroidvania is, does it do the tenets of the game justice? Does it do it? Does it do it well? Does it do it better than most other Metroidvanias attempt to do? Right. Because today Metroidvanias are kind of a dime a dozen, but um, but there's some real gems in there, and this one is no exception. This one. This one is one of the better uh, Metroidvanias I've played since, since I would say Ori. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it, if it, if just from the jump, it because of the fact of how different your main character is, your protagonist, mm-hmm. and and how different that combat is. Once you realize what's going on, it. I, I, I of course, when I watch it, like I'm watching it now, I don't turn the volume up because I want to hear you. So I don't know the score. I don't know. If there's dialogue, I don't know how that's going to add to the, the the game, but I can tell you now, just from hearing you talk about it, knowing what it is and seeing the layout, uh, I think that I I think that if the combat is solid, which it appears to be, um, and there's a decent story element to it, and if those levels hold up, I can see this being one of your favorite games you play this year, and maybe like you said, the next time you talk about Metroidvanias. You say, yeah, the over the course of the last 10, 15 years, my top three are. And you say the Ori games, you say Guacamelee, and you say this. I mean, it looks pretty good. I don't want to get too hyped on it, but it looks pretty good. You know, it really <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah, it's, um, it's got, um, speaking, of, speaking of music, I mean, you, you know, you got the sound turned down. The music is very melodic, very uh-huh. quiet. Um, in fact, it, the surface area of the map, the, the first, areas of the map that you that you go through um regarding the soundtrack you you hear this very melodic uh, melodic song and you hear this this woman very very gently humming and singing she's not saying words but she's humming a tune and it sounds like it's this it sounds like a mother very quietly um singing a, a baby a lullaby like a lullaby it, yeah, i was gonna say like a lullaby that's cool yeah it's very it, it's very soothing even even in, when you get to more dangerous areas of the world um the music really sort of does the, does a great deal to sort of keep you relaxed and you know things like that so the music is really top notch the atmosphere is really incredible here um which is very key and one of the best things about ori those two games is the atmosphere Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're, you're, you're literally creating a world that, you know, Whoa. you feel, you feel is alive, even, even though it's not, <laughs> it's, it's literally dead. Um, but it's a world that you feel like you belong to. Um, and, and ba- you know, basically as you're, as you're traversing this game, you're trying to figure out because you've been, you've been in apparently this deep sleep, you're trying to figure out what exactly happened and what your role is. Uh, to save it. But basically your job is to go through, defeat as many enemies as you, as you can and purify because you have that quality. You have that skill as a priestess to purify the blight from, from enemies you destroy and sort of release them and free them from their condition. Um, they're, so, it's they're, like, they're, so you're kind of like this savior in a way, yeah. but you're this young defenseless child, but only they, you, they have to protect you so that you can do what you do. Um, it makes total sense if you watch watch yeah. this video or see any any preview. There have been two moments so far that the game is set up and the visual is stunning. 
you may not have noticed this when you play through, or John, you may not have noticed it. Uh, but when you sit on that, I guess they're benches. They're almost like save points. Yeah. For just a and moment when you sit there, they have like, it is a very dark and, and it feels like a, like the air would be thick if you were there. Right. So yeah, any kind cool. of light that they bring into the game for a, uh, for an, a, an effect, it really pops. So mm-hmm. on this bench, when you stop, there are like these candles that sit there and she's sitting there nice and proper. The knight's kind of standing there like a knight would. That scene itself, they frame it really good. It looks amazing. Then the next thing that really stood out, uh, it's one of the, probably one of the first boss fights. You kind of come up and it looks like it's maybe a church's altar. That's not a spoiler, but the way they frame that, what would you see at church's altars a lot in any denomination? candles and things like that a big backdrop and this fight's taking place and the and the way they add these elements to some of the the attacks even though it's a 2d side scroller metroidvania type game this one weapon spinning this one enemy is spinning this weapon and as they spin it you see the trail of smoke from their weapon and it, it almost appears like it's more than 2d but that's the beauty of how they chose to do this art style in these fights and this world and i got i hate this so much and what this is is i didn't know a thing about this game until you just started talking about it and you you have done already and i know you're probably not even halfway through or maybe whatever and i'm thinking how did i miss this how did i not play this game it's not it's not getting a lot of attention. In fact, I don't, I don't even think that IGN has reviewed it. Um, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, Game Informer reviewed it. Um, and, you know, a couple of, couple of, I think rock, paper, shotgun did things like that, but it's just sort of snuck in under the radar. Um, but it's really, it, it's really finding a, a lot of a big audience on YouTube. Um, a lot of people are talking about it there, but you know, as far as, um, you know, another thing is like it, like other traditional Metroidvanias, you know, they've got these things that you collect called, you know, called, they call them relics and you can, and they're just like buffs that you can use that slightly increase your attack power or slightly increase, increase your attack power when you are near a body of water, which is really weird. I, uh, I, 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 I didn't use that one, but, um, I gotta say it, it this is so random, but it has some of the best swimming mechanics I have ever used in a Metroidvania game. That is random, but that means <laughs> they're so top random, notch. But you you come to appreciate it's. I mean, I don't know. It's it can be very challenging. Like um, like the swimming mechanic in Skyward Sword, not really that good. It's not really that good. But you know, swimming. It's the. It's like one of the things about the frog suit in Mario brothers three is how wonderfully crisp the swimming is in that game. But this, you, you I mean, you, you, you don't have to worry about um, floating up too high or floating down. You have complete control of your movement in the water. It's so, it's so, it's so satisfying to swim. Anyway, that's, I'll stop there with that. <laughs> Um, but this game has, has been, has been a joy to play. It is, it, it does have its challenging moments. Like it, like in between, this isn't a knock on the fast travel. So just give me a second. Here. Oh my goodness. Does it have fast travel? There can be some very grindy moments 
um, oh between goodness. different save stations and those save spots that you were talking about or, or your fast travel locations. Um, but really, you know, once you get the hang of it and you've mastered a certain area, you realize that those areas weren't very far. It's just you were struggling to fight all the enemies to get to the next spot. Um, I've died. I've died a good bit in this game um, because it's just, it's just, uh, it's just the, the, the enemies can provide a bit of a challenge, but that's no different than Ori. You know, the, the enemies in Ori were pretty challenging at first, but um, there is a very, um, it's almost like it's been compared to that uh, souls like side scroller, uh, Salt and Sanctuary. I was going to say for me, from when I watched it earlier today, Mm -hmm. I uh, was like, oh, it's Hollow Knight, but maybe, maybe not so much because I don't think it has the, the souls aspect level up thing, right. That Hollow Knight does, but just the way it, it looks and feels right. Like whereas, and also not the noir aesthetic, but like the fact that you save at a bench, that's the same way with Hollow Knight, Right, The, the way, like where there's not a ton going on in the background, but you could tell there's a lot of art and care style, right? In the way it moves. Like it doesn't feel like it moves in the way that uh Ori moves across the map, right? Where you could tell that's a triple A game, they can do all these crazy stuff. But it's like someone who had a very particular set of like what they wanted the game to look and feel like in terms of aesthetic, and then just work to make sure that everything flowed very well around that instead of trying to make things that don't tie together. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten, it's gotten compared to hollow Knight and mm-hmm. salt and sanctuary primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, just the, it's, it, the story sort of reveals itself through um, documents um, that you find, like, you know, it gives you the lore of what happened and you sort of get the background history of what you are um, and your lineage and things like that. And when you defeat enemies, mini bosses and bosses, you sort of get kind of a tragic backstory as to who they were and what they were meant to do before this blight happened. Um, you know, they were they were actually the, the the people the 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 enemies that you take down, the bosses that you take down, as we call them, um, started with good intentions, trying to fight off this blight, but they just became corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know, so you know. Whenever you go to a boss, you defeat that boss. They kind of give you their a cutscene backstory of what happened to them, and it's a really tragic and sorrowful story all around. There are any ogres in this game? In this world? Hmm? There are any ogres in this game? Yeah, <laughs> I I would say no, okay. not in not in the sense you're talking oh. about. Um, but it's very you know it it almost has a. Um, Chris, you, I think you've played this one too. It almost has the kind of a tragic limbo feel mm-hmm. to it, you know, where you're just sort of, it's, it sort of puts you in a mood. Um, so I haven't finished the story. I'm about, it, it, but um, it, the game will take anybody between 10 and 20 hours. I'm on hour 13. So it's probably going to take me the full 20, if not more. Mm-hmm. Because you know when the when it comes to these things i i I want to find everything it 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 does it it also it also lends itself to old n e s games where the the path forward is not really always obvious 
it takes a significant amount of time, which is customary for Metroidvanias, to go back and explore rooms that you've, areas that you've been to that you, you know, you saw this location that you couldn't quite get to before. And it does a really cool thing um, where the, uh, the map is color coded. And if you find everything in an area, it turns to, it turns to gold. That's cool. But if you, but if you're in an area and it's blue, you really, you know, you haven't found everything in that area. You haven't unlocked every secret in that area or unlocked every route in that area. That's cool. So overall, I mean, it's been a very fun experience. I'm glad I made the change from what I was going to cover to this. It just, it really came along and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just jump into this. It's, um, I played it on Xbox series S. Oh, um, right there where you're sitting. Yeah. <laughs> right there. That's where you played it, buddy. That's why I played it. <laughs> and um on most platforms, I don't think there's any exception to this. It's twenty four ninety nine. It appears um, to be a so, steal for twenty four ninety nine. So overall it's a I mean it's a solid deal. And if you like Metroidvanias, this is one of the best, if not the best, of the year. Um so I'm holding out on because at some point I hope to get to Axiom Verge two. Hmm which caught everybody by surprise. They knew it was coming. They just didn't know it would drop on the switch. So yeah, that's, um, that's sort of the nuts and bolts of it. Um, I've, I've, um, I've dropped my ender lilies all over the table (laughs) and there you have it. If you had the quietest night of Richard's, what kind of Richard would it be, John? Well, because I haven't finished it, I'm sort of, I'm sort of uh, bouncing between an 8.5 and a nine. I'm, it's really good. It's mm-hmm. really good. I mean, and Chris, I don't know. You might've been listening, but you know, the, the, the hook, the hook for me was the character herself. Lily is just such an awesome character for Metroidvania. She's and, completely and, and, and dude, don't discount the way that the, her innocence <clears throat> makes that knight that's protecting her look even more ba oh for sure the way she stand there sometimes is like you said so innocent and just so and he's standing there and his, his sword's pointed and he's like what don't you do it don't you yeah. come at her bro that's with lily <laughs> it's it's really it's really cool don't mess i think with it's a lily i think it's a great find john and i'm kind it of is. uh i do this in front of everybody who listens to this show i don't just do this in front of you as we sit at a Chipotle table. <laughs> I'm saying I'm actually impressed that you found this game and played yeah. it. Yeah. It's it's just a good solid looking game, man. Top it notch. really is. It really is. I, I I would recommend it to anybody who's interested in, you know, who's looking for a new Metroidvania. This one's really solid. You know. Um there's like this, there's this and Guacamele and and you know Ori. You know, to me, they're right Metroid. Yeah. Steam World, <laughs> Steam World, uh, Steam World Dig 2. That's a good one. Um, I played that one. Just really, I mean, the, the, the controls are just really precise too. Really good. Very, very nice. Chris, John played Ender Lilies and talked about it. He did. <laughs> and Chris, did you ever tell me that was the name of the game the other day, by the way? No, because I I remember he told me when I went over there, but I was like, I don't know, it was something weird. Yeah, you did. And That's like, what the way you said it. And then, and then like I was playing, I played it for five hours for for the first five hours of the game. I was like, okay, 
what's the name of this game again? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was difficult for me to remember the name for the longest Quizlet time. Quizlet of the Lilies. Anders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knights of Lily. the Old Republic Lilies. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gangster though. So check it out. It's on uh John played it on Xbox. His yeah, it's on X. it's on uh, it's on Switch, PC, PlayStation, yeah, um, PlayStation. Xbox. That's all of them, I think. It's everywhere okay. except the Epic Store. Yeah, won't find it there. Won't find it there. But top notch, John, as always, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Chris, I think at this point, John's ready. And I think if you're ready, we theoretically could go ahead and go to the news. My back is ready. Oh, what about your neck? Oh, probably shouldn't say that. That's a song from the 2000s. Leave it there, Sean. Leave it there. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. 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 And we have made it to the news segment, which we may also have a timing indicator in our description. I don't know. We start. I think we're going to start putting them everywhere to help you out. Not appreciate you. Not emails. Not emails. Yeah. Topic time and news should have timing indicators, so you, if you want to, go straight to there. Uh, but I, if you if you did that this week and you missed John's take on that game about lilies, you you're going to regret that one. But uh, we always got to start somewhere. Chris is going to do that right now about a game he played and loved that may have been a goatee contender at that time. I can't remember. Chris oh, it was the goatee. It uh, was the control. goatee. With the passing of 10 million players, Remedy's Entertainment or Remedy Entertainment has earned full production on their next project with Epic Games. This was revealed in an investor letter that further revealed that the revenue for Control was slightly higher in Q2 2021 than in Q2 of 2020. Uh, overall, new platform services and special offerings gave us valuable lessons for future uh, for the future. Bringing additional revenue help us to reach new audiences and increase control brand awareness. Control has already reached a formidable audience, having been played by over 10 million players. The growing audience and brand awareness are valuable as we continue to support Control. Good for them. Was that 2019 game of the year? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have any video games in 2020. COVID took them away from us. Yeah. True that. <laughs> I think... True. Um, I think it's probably the reason why it's spiked up here is, you know, as people have gotten their PS5s and their Series Xs and, of course, it coming to Game Pass and all that, it it's one that they're wanting to go out there, wanting to go out and check out so that they can see ray tracing, right, and all that, take advantage of this thing because the Ultimate Edition definitely has all those features that everyone on the PC was falling in love with when it first came out in 2019. Very, very true. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Series X's. I want to give a shout out, especially to one of our listeners, Punkhead. He's been my boy. He's been trying to get me hooked up on a Series X, and I just, I'm not getting to the sites fast enough, or I'm not getting lucky enough. So, just want to give a big, a hearty thanks to that fella. You know, okay. uh, got to put I, the Daft Punk on. Yeah, get lucky. True. Or one more time, you know, that's a classic. All right, uh, as we tend to do every, what happened? 
So that's just Robot what rock. That's no, that's just what you're doing every time you go to these sites. So you're just like, okay, one more time. Come on. I'm gonna get, get the lucky. Xbox. Yep. True. As we do every uh what is it, about every month we do this, Chris, we bring you the NPD sales mm-hmm. and we kind of let you know what's what's hot. But we're gonna um so we'll go there next. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD was the best selling game of July twenty twenty one in the United States, according to in uh PD group. Additionally, PS5 was the best in terms of console sales last month. For me, that's always going to have an asterisk until they get more available, but we'll see. So you know what number one is? I'll I'm going to back it on up, Terry, to number ten, and then make my way back up to number one. Watch At number out. ten, we had Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number nine, we had Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and tomorrow there's going to be some more big news about the Call of Duty franchise. So make sure you pay attention to that. At number eight, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Mm. I think I, I feel like I need to play that one. You really Chris. do. Uh, number seven, MLB The Show 21. I did play that game, and I have it on my Xbox. Uh, number six, Mario Golf Super Rush. That game's fantastic. Number five, this is crazy, Minecraft. <laughs> Every person gets that PS5. Minecraft. That's crazy. Uh, number four. Mario Kart 8. That's so still crazy. insane to me. Uh, number three, we have uh, Monster, Monster, like the cheese, Monster, Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. John, why didn't you cover that game this week? <laughs> uh, number two, we have Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And I already told you Skyward Sword was number one. Those are pretty good. Uh, in addition, in addition, For the first time since 1988, your boy was eight years old. The top 30 best-selling games in Japan were all from Nintendo Switch. Quote, it wasn't that unusual. Usual is not a year to wear. During the early 90s for the top 30 to be a combination of Famicom, Super Famicom, and Game Boy games, but never just one. This is unprecedented. This is the first time all 30 games are from the same system after the top 30 tracked all platforms. That's a pretty good fun fact right there. That is a fun fact. I had a lot of fun with that fact. (laughs) What I want to know, I mean, if you think about Skyward Sword, yeah, the fanboy that I am, yeah, it's it seems very rare. I mean, obviously there are exceptions, but for a remaster to hit number one like that. That but could be anecdotal. Uh, I don't know, but it anecdotal. does feel that way. It feels that way, right? I, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that Skyrim remaster hit number one. Yeah, but Skyrim remaster um, came out in November. That's the difference, right? That one to me mouth? is an anomaly because there was every version of that game on every system ever, always. Yeah, I, guess, I guess my point is, um, so like three point nine million were sold on the Wii. Question I think is, you're right, Chris. Will it outsell mm-hmm. that number? On the Switch. Chris brought up the Mass Effect remaster. Yeah. That recently was number one in May. Was it number one? Yeah. In May, yeah. That's a good memory retention module right there shown by Chris. I got to tell you that much. I mean, uh, it's it's like this is the time of year you put these things out for this reason, right? Like, because as you can see, it's said. like, look at, the, look at the top ten. Like, what? There are two, three games that have been released since April. Right on this list, three or four, you know, Cold War, <laughs> Warfare. 
I mean, Modern Warfare came out, what, like two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. As, as we said, Minecraft, Mario Kart 8, they've been out forever. But that always just tells you, like, how, like, why you don't ever see companies, I guess, put a ton of games out in July is that the data kind of supports for maybe it would be different if they actually put big name titles out, but it just shows like, I think these are always the leanest months of the year. Right. And yeah, I mean, we all know that Mario Kart eight is going to be outselling GTA five soon. (laughs) And the greatest news story of the week, we're going to have John read some news about Grand Theft Auto. I just, you don't have to do that every time. I, but I, you don't have I to needed, tell them what I'm about to do before I do it, John. But the Come pivot on. was your reading Grand Theft Auto news. Well, let's talk about this new report. <laughs> a new report is claiming that a remastered Grand Theft Auto trilogy. Uh, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to think that word was trilogy. Uh, the Star Wars cool. trilogy. Hey, Dad, let's watch the Star Wars One, trilogy. Two, three. <laughs> What? What just happened? That's an inside joke. That's That's a super inside joke, and I'm about to pass out from laughter. It's fine. Go ahead and do that. I'll wait. (laughs) Go ahead and go. Uh, So the Grand Grand Theft Auto trilogy is in the works and on the way for multiple platforms, including Nintendo. Hmm. Uh, It should release this fall, and the report comes from uh, Kotaku, which indicates that the trilogy will include GTA 3, um, Vice City and San Andreas, uh, and that each game will be remastered in the Unreal Engine. The collection will feature a mix of quote new and old graphics. Further news indicates that they are prioritizing console for fall release, and that PC and mobile versions could release next year. Hmm. So, Chris, what's your favorite one of the three here? Of those three, oof, it's close between Vice City and San Andreas. For me, it's Vice City. I know you didn't uh, ask me. San Andreas is too. Vice City was the jam. Vice City was like, that's probably one of the earliest like people taking that 80s aesthetic and actually making it work in a video game, right? Like where you're, it just didn't feel like it was a bunch of pop culture references. Like, oh, no, no, no. They actually are really going for the full vibe of, you know, Miami in the 80s. I don't know. I don't know if I'm really hype on this though, because I doubt this is actually being done by Rockstar. This sounds like in what was it? 2K said they said they had some things in development that they had not announced. So this sounds like it would be one of them. And I just have the fear where you haven't heard anything or seen anything about this, that it's going to be just making a port to get it out there and get money off of people. Right. Like we'll put these three games out for 60 bucks or whatever. And, and I mean, the most you'll get is 4k is. resolution. Most major studios don't do their own remasters. No. Yeah. I'm saying rockstar. Would, one, two, and three, dude. Like rockstar. <laughs> Deception. Rockstar has moved on. But I mean, like to me, this is something where it was probably 2k being like, look, you know, we publish these things. Would you care if we used one of our studios to to remaster these and put something out? And Rockstar was like over there counting their billions of GTA online profits. This mouth going, yeah, whatever. Cool, <laughs> cool, know, bro. Yeah, do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, do whatever you want. But I don't know. Uh, it is also weird that it's going to be on Switch. That that is the weird part to me because I just don't. I mean, I guess if you're a 2K, it's put it wherever you can. But again, it's just weird because <laughs> there's never been a. Rockstar game 
or you know a gta or a red dead that's been on switch right so it's just kind of like huh all right speaking of huh all right (laughs) uh earlier i did mention there was some news concerning call of duty and i'm going to report that news now officially it's going to be called vanguard through the fog of scandal for the activision blizzard the whole debacle there will seemingly be a reveal on thursday august 19th that's tomorrow at the time of this recording uh it's two days from now but you know i don't need to confuse you uh within call of duty Warzone, many social media users have reported that the playstation store has begun to show advertisements for the reveal which says the event will take place at 1 30 p.m eastern time this would be similar to a tactic used by call of duty black ops cold war last year which saw the game announced inside the Battle Royale by way of a special event. Rumors, we all like rumors, seem to confirm that the new game will take place during World War II. Hmm. So there's that. I feel like this is the least hyped up people have been Ever. for Call of Duty that I can remember. And, probably and I don't know, like yeah. Two. It, it probably, ha- I mean, it, I think it has to do with yeah. the, the Blizzard activision thing well yeah i guess in part because of that but more so i think just that i feel like that base is for the most part just decided Warzone is where they're at right and oh yeah 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 yeah. yes that is yes that chris i don't know if they're like (laughs) chomping at the bet to spend 70 bucks or 60 bucks but i'm not sure what they'll charge for this to go play something and then know that they're gonna just go back to Warzone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm buying it. Are you? I don't believe I don't you. <laughs> he just wanted to be positive because you're be- Chris is being a negative Nancy no, about no, these no, things, the, isn't he? The, the art style. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw a certain there was they showed certain screenshots of this. The art style looks a little different than it usually does. It kind of looks bioshocky. But um curious to see more. But uh Chris, just uh, just so you know, mm-hmm. um uh uh, GTA Vice City mm-hmm. Chinatown Wars <laughs> was an exclusive on the Nintendo DS. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. He just got gotcha. owned, owned, owned kind of like how uh, Phil Spencer just got a Steam Deck. So he did. There, there's that. Phil Spencer a big, a big one too. has gotten the Steam Deck. He wants you to know that playing Xbox games such as Halo through the xCloud gaming feels so good on the handheld. Quote, after having mine most of the week, I can say it's a really nice device. Games with me on the go, screen size controls are all great. Playing Halo and age feels good. xCloud works well. Congrats, SD team. The Steam Deck is able to stream games through Xbox Cloud Gaming due to the fact that it's technically a PC. This sounds like the perfect way for Xbox players to take their games on the go. That's great, Phil, but have you seen this Switch OLED? (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, I would think the perfect way is just to have your Samsung or Apple tablet, right? And then you just sync. Maybe. I just take my PC with me everywhere I go. Right. <laughs> We've got that new uh, rolly stand, so it's easy. Yeah, that's good to go. Uh, anybody got a LAN cable? Got to hook that up. Appreciate it. Leave the the Wi-Fi adapter at the house. Chris, did you uh, did you pre-order this thing? No, I don't. I didn't see the need. 
you know, like Sean, I look, you interested in it? Not at all. But Chris, you stay on your couch a lot now because you know it's comfortable. I could stream Deck. but I could stream my PC to my TV. Fancy man, I forgot. You could do it with your computers. <laughs> I don't know how, Chris. I don't know if I connect. could. You just go to your settings and do connect to a wireless display. Uh, you know, my my screen used to be blue. Now it's black. I have no I idea why. I don't know if I can do that. You can. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I don't think my Mobo has a uh, Wi-Fi adapter built into it. Well, you can get a Wi-Fi adapter and then do it. You're not wrong. Yeah. PCs. That's when I let you know I don't have one, and you're right. <laughs> what? They're like twenty <laughs> bucks, man. <laughs> DJ money. Right. There's no pivot for this next one, but John's going to talk of about twenty bucks. Twenty bucks is <laughs> there the is. price of an expansion. And speaking of expansions, Spider-Man is still coming that to the Avengers. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like it. Mar- Marvel's Avengers senior game designer Scott Walters has confirmed that Spider-Man is still on track to join the Avengers on PlayStation, but before the end of 2021. That's this year. Quote, in In terms of what we can say now, we've always scheduled or scheduled and looked to bring Spider-Man out in 2021 for PlayStation owners. That is still on track, so we'll have more announcements later on this year. Uh, Spider-Man was announced in August of 2020, as a PlayStation exclusive character to be released sometime in 2021. And the announcement was controversial or controversial. Controversies. Um, why was it? I forget why it was controversial. Can someone enlighten me? Because it was only on PlayStation that you were getting Spider-Man. That's right. Yeah. And uh, this and the Wakanda expansion, I'm, I'm, I'm getting an itch guys. I, and penicillin is not going <laughs> to cut it. <laughs> I might need to I might need to jump on this Avengers train. I don't think you're gonna like it. I yeah, might just I skip know. it. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna like it. Maybe I'll just play Godfall. I don't think you should play that either. I have it. <laughs> I think you should just keep playing games that you find like Elder Lilies. I mean In you could uh <laughs> you could I won't finally... have Elder Lilies till I'm sixty. Exactly. I mean you could play uh twenty twenties game of the year. Uh, Hades now on Games Pass. Yeah, Chris, you already beat that game again, right? I haven't beat it. I made it to the end uh, of the final boss fight. I have not conquered the uh, <laughs> the main Sorry. boss yet. My dog ran away with my mic. <laughs> That's funny. Bad. When when you don't know what's going on, but you hear a subtle like boom boom to the mic, and if you're on Twitch, you see John's I'm sorry face, and he's trying to fix. A debauchery that just happened <laughs> due to his dogs. It's classic. You should be on twitch.tv and watch us. It's fun. Well, I had I had to get away. I had to walk away from my my chair because Harper Harper, there's this next door neighbor's dog that Harper does not like. And she starts tearing down the hill to um to go to just stare at each other from across the fence and just bark at each other. Man. Just viciously. But if if I'm around, she won't do it. But if I'm indisposed, Clarissa can't get her to stop. So anyway, that's crazy. Hey, Sean. She's dead now. I yeah. killed Harper. This is a pivot. Uh, I wanted to. I was going to suggest that uh, we be a uh, pay Manning and Omaha uh, Audible and switch the order of these last two because I think the one you're going to read is better to end on. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be a punk about it. Well, you know, pay me. Hall of Famer now. Read it the way I wrote Chris, it. Chris, Chris, I gave you a, a, the thing's called Frost Punk 2. You got to read it. I gave you, I said punk. Oh, yeah. You yeah, just called the audible, and I, I Eleven Bit Studios <laughs> has announced for us. Oh, Stros and Natty Bows, huh? <laughs> the sequel to the winter, the wintry city builder game. It will be set thirty years after an apocalyptic blizzard. Uh, Frostpunk is planned to advance on the foundations of the previous game, according to co-director Jacob Stol- Stolsky. Uh, quote: What players should expect is wide. Ver- universe of choices freedom to shape the society in the city however they see fit and reap the consequences frostpunk 2 builds on the conflicts of its predecessor survival versus human values life versus yark frost but more uh, most importantly it adds a new layer that is present in many aspects of the games be it politics be it society be it technical progress the conflict uh. between humans and their nature. I loved this game when it came out the first time. Oh, I remember very well you talking about this game. I actually think Sean was out of town for this one. Mm, I don't don't remember this game at all. (laughs) I don't know. We ever talked about the first one. Man, it was, yeah, it was like a crazy game where you, you know, you're in this, as they say, like you're in this future where the world is frozen over and you're basically just trying to make it so you can survive, right? And as you try to expand out and also make it so the city is defendable, there are times you got to make really hard choices that are going to hurt certain people and benefit others. Like there's no perfect scenario. You like games like that. That's yeah, some Mass like, Effect stuff. Yeah, you I like love it. People. Well, I like it where it's like, yeah, guess he what? Likes playing God. Like, because it, it's easy to play a lot of games where, yeah, things are a little bit hard early on, but then over five, 10 hours as you get into it, like the systems of world building, you just get to this place where it's a perfect utopian society, right? Like for you, the player where you're not really worrying about everything. You got plenty of, of whatever you need, but then you have games like this where it's like, anytime you even begin to think you've got everything covered, all of a sudden nature throws you something you didn't see coming. Right. And now you have to make, our choices kind of like what really the real world is a lot closer to uh, in a lot of instances where not everything is always so black and white. You know, it's a lot of gray, but I can't, I got no place. I got no pivot for that. And you read the top, you read it and then just talked about it. So yeah, it's fine. I got nothing. My camera's getting blurry. Though. I got, something. that's not good. Don't, you know, don't do the pivot. Yeah. I got to fix my camera. Because the autofocus feature on it is killing me right now. You're just going to be quiet while I fix the setting? You're not even going to talk? Shh, fix I, it. I feel like you need to concentrate. And if we talk, the no, world's I'm, waiting on you, Sean. I, I'm yeah. good. Boys, we can still talk. It is a podcast. That means they have to hear us. We're we'll going to get real blurry for a minute. And we're going to tighten that up. We got to re blurry again. There we go. We're good, boys. Finally, this week. Is Chris oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah, we're at finally this week time. Uh, so let's talk about being abandoned. Wait, what? After many perceived steps along with a community obsessed with conspiracy theories, Hassan Karahaman has called the trailer app released for the game last week a really big disaster. Basically, we had to cut out some footage from the opening teaser 
and I knew that it wasn't a good idea to use the same footage that we had on Twitter and put it in there because it's literally just four seconds of footage and it doesn't give much. But we needed to do this because people wanted to have a patch, John. Right? I like a good patch. That was our first priority. Just to get the patch out there, John. I like a good patch. (laughs) Because we will be adding more content later. The launch didn't go well, but definitely in due time, we'll add more content to it and people will get to see that. What abandoned actually is still remains a mystery. (laughs) Yeah, this has been one of the biggest dumbfounded things pretty much of the summer. And I don't know. I, I don't. I get it. Like I'm always appreciative of those who want to kind of do um, a lead in reveal to what is you're actually looking at. Like, you know, going back in the day, Kojima first doing like releasing a trailer for Metal Gear Solid five. And it was just called the Phantom Limb and it was by a fake, you know, studio name and all this stuff. And it was actually showing the opening of the game, but not telling you this is snake but you could kind of maybe begin to guess it might be or yeah, as you said, John PT a couple of years later, or, you know, when um, I'm trying to think (sighs) Cloverfield, when that came out and the weeks leading up to it, where they had like an AR experience uh, where they would release like little things online and you go to these websites and find stuff. Those are cool. But all this just has been confusing and really bad. And I, I feel like most people feel like it's leading to them announcing that they're making a silent Hill game. Sony is they're just not doing it in a way like where the community is enjoying it. And I don't know. I I just want it to be over at this point and just to be like, Hey, it's, it's out. It's silent Hill. Everyone move on. My question is where Sony is in all this, because this is a Sony exclusive game. This is being yeah. published by them. And I just don't understand where, because because Shuhei has come on Twitter like when they when they did that little app thing last week. Yeah, Shuhei promoted it. It's like what what's what do they know? And and that's the part that that baffles me here. It's like it's like it's um it's like this it's it's like this long con. It's like they're it's almost like they're deliberately doing it this way mm-hmm. because otherwise Sony would step in and say something or rein it in somehow. But, you know, you know, I, I think, I mean, I think it's a silent Hill game. Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point I would put money on it. I just, (laughs) just don't understand what the, what the deal is. Just at this point, at this point, they just need to come out and say, we haven't showed it yet, but we need to tell you guys, okay, it's a silent Hill game. Sorry about all this. It's a silent Hill game. We look forward to showing you more when we can. Yeah. But I mean, so. they're they're committed, yeah. Because it's like, I, and I understand why you do it because literally you're looking at PT and how well that was received for them, right? The reveal of that, and I I can see some dudes in advertising up at Sony going like, "What if we did a kind of long con reveal for Silent Hill?" And at the end of the summer, it's like, "By the way, this is coming 2022." And like, you're so far in the game, you can't. You're like, I can't. Yeah, uh, we can't we well, can't just yet because like people figured out right away that like they were trying to use Kojima and Konami type of hints in here. 
And, you know, everyone's pretty certain it's not Kojima because what's his name? Jeff Grubb keeps reporting that pretty much they're close to finalizing a contract with Microsoft. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it here at Gamescom or I guess maybe the VGAs. So it's like everyone knows it's not Kojima, right? And we don't think it's actually Konami doing it. And it makes no sense for it to be this studio doing it. Yeah, I I don't I, know. I don't know. And at this point, I got to be honest, don't even care what it is. Yeah. And yeah I think like, a lot of people have just dropped interest at all. They're just like, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, why did you need an, an app? Why didn't you, if you wanted to release a teaser like that, just put it out there. That's all you had to do. Unless you were going to hide Because everybody has cell phones, Chris. I'm going to my app. Put it in their hands, bro. But it wasn't that literal no, hands. It was a PS5 app. True. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was dumb. It and, was dumb. And it made us in the news in a dumb way, and I don't like it. <laughs> so now we got to go into emails and all that stuff after something being dumb. Well, I thought the reason we had to go into emails is that uh, I was got a memo. We had to wrap this up. Oh, uh, response to that memo, please. Never. John? Electronic mail. From the future. All the way. From the year 3000. So this is our uh, portion of the show that we uh, cleverly called emails because we lead off by reading emails. If you want to have your email potentially read on air, that's what we're going to call it, on the show, you can do so. Weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Type it up, send it to us. And if you're like Panda... Uh, we you can even tell us who wants to read your email, and then this week he wants John to read it. John, hope to God you got the emails pulled up. That's up. <laughs> okay, right <good>. here. <laughs> hey, Sean, Chris, and Sean—not in that order necessarily. <laughs> Holy Lord! I've listened to the show since episode one twenty-three. That was back in the day. Those episodes you guys make don't me even laugh. exist. What games would you recommend for the Switch? Also, what do you guys think about the Switch OLED? Thank you for the best podcast <gasps> ever. Sincerely, Hyper Panda. That's yeah. what's up. Why am I reading this? Because he likes you the best. It's fine. He wanted you to read it. Yeah, That's you sweet. have the perfect voice for that email. Because he what talked about the Switch. Switch. Yeah. And apparently Chris and me hate the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, I would personally recommend um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8, and uh, what's that other one? Skyward Sword uh, oh, HD Remastered, Odyssey. the best game ever. Buy that Emblem. game. Three houses. Uh, but you got to get, you got to get Mario Kart. You got to get Mario Odyssey. You got to get Breath of the Wild, you know? But, you know, aside from the obvious, you know, titles, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff that over the years I would recommend. Uh, The latest Paper Mario game is exquisite. Astral Chain, if you're looking for a solid action game, you can't go wrong with that game. 
Uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Sean and I both love Luigi's Mansion 3. Good one. I thought that was really amazing. I, I really came out on Halloween. It was great. Came out on Halloween. Um, you know, if you're, if, if, you know, if you don't have any access to this game on any other platform and you haven't given Skyrim a go, it's pretty decent on Switch. You get to play as Link or at least dress in the Breath John, of the Wild. Don't outfit. forget about that little gem you liked that's no longer a little gem Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler um, played is, well on Twitch. Yeah, I th- it I think it's on other platforms at this point. I think it's on Game Pass on PC and Xbox, but it is. very solid. Um, one of my favorite JRPGs. I know and then of course so the Xenoblade games. Xenoblade, um, but but honestly, it just depends on what what genre you really yeah, you like. Want. Yeah, Captain but, Toad. Um, Captain Toad, solid treasure tracking my junk off. You hear me? <laughs> treasure tracking my Indo lilies. <laughs> um, what do we think about the OLED? I gotta if I if I find one in the wild, I'm gonna buy it. I'm not gonna actively knowingly search for it, but that's because my Switch. What really made me kind of go more towards getting one is my Switch makes weird noises now when I play Skyward Sword, and it scares me. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason. I'm, 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 look, if the stars are aligned for whatever reason, and I see one, and it's the right moment, and I've got a zero balance on my credit card, and all this stuff, yeah, I might, I might, I might drop some money for it. But yeah, um, I think I'm leaning ever so closely to saying, you know, I kind of want one, yeah. but we'll see. It's not for the OLED though. I'm never going to play it in handheld. Then why like, get ever? It? Yeah, that's it's, why I'm like because I need know, a new one, and if I can get that one, I'll just get that one. Yeah, but. Well, I get that one, especially because, like, what is it? You do have people like Jeff Grubb saying, like, look, the I am hearing that there's a good chance that if you're getting Super Switch, whether it's the next iteration of the console or just an upgraded version of it, he was okay. he said he was always hearing it would be 2023, right? So, so if that's coming You're going fall, all, like, pivot table analysis logic. Yeah. John just nodded, and he was like, makes sense, because we're both blocked meatheads. You're also forgetting about one variable, and that's DJ said Money. His switch is messed up. He needs a new one. Yeah, that's DJ fair. Money. DJ Money. I'm going to read the next one because it talks about music, and I just kind of did a pivot, and you'll get the last one from Chris. You'll get the last one. I was okay. like, cool. Or do you want to get? Did you want to get this one? You can. You got to look on your face like you're going diva mode on me. Oh no! And I, I just pulled one open. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. All right, making sure this one comes from Eli, you know, the home of the iPhone's iPhone, of course. Don't forget that. Uh, thanks for listening to my previous email. You bet we always will, sir. All I have to ask this week is what is your favorite type slash breed of music and why? I don't have any real preferences except absolutely no country. Hmm. 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 My... Favorite type of music? Oh, that's hard. Do you go big umbrella and just say hip hop? Well, yeah. Like for me, it's <laughs> it's hard just because I'm eclectic is the best way to say it. Like I can sit there and listen one day to to jam band stuff, and I'll do that for eight hours. And then yeah, the next day I'm I'm banging to some electronic music. Then the next day it's hip hop. You know, you're banging to electronic music. Yes. Yeah. 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 Get you thumping, man. Uh. Uh, what I listen to a lot during the day mm-hmm. is like lo-fi remixes of, mm-hmm. I don't know, 
Zelda music or Nintendo music or video game music, but that's just kind of like in the background while I'm listening, doing stuff for work maybe and all that stuff. What I choose to listen to in the car mm-hmm. a lot of times is uh, I have Sirius XM, so I'm on channel 47. That's XM Fly. That's like old school hip hop, right? Yeah. I'll also bust on some Dave Matthews radio uh, or I may go to like pop rocks. I, I'm also very eclectic, but here's the deal. I can't roll with absolutely no country because I do like some country music too. It just, and that's part of where I get my love for music from. And I want to go DJ for people because I like all music. I don't, I don't know if one genre can hold me down. I, I do. I, I would say I agree with him in the sense of like, the one thing I agree with him is that I'm not really a fan of like when he says absolutely no country, I think he's probably referring to like what we would call stadium country these days. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Like bro country. Yeah, like pop country, you know. Yeah, like what you're hearing. I know what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's some there's some classic country songs like Garth Brooks. I'm a huge fan of Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. He puts on a heck of a show if you ever get a chance to see him live. Uh, he uh, Eli would not obviously be missing out. Just saying. But I do like some for, Conway Twitty. I don't. I can't. I see that's old school. I can't. I can't rock that. People would say Garth is, but it is what it is. All right, Chris. This uh, final email, this is yours, buddy. Uh, this comes from someone who claims to be a mod. But uh, hey there, boys. Yes. Yo. Hey, what's up? Been working hard the last few weeks and have missed being in the streams, though I've been keeping on top of the podcast during my grueling work hours. I'm surprised to see Sean shaved his face. Don't worry, I'll be making memes in the Discord to Kingdom Come. <laughs> Don't take it personal, personally. No. Uh, winky face. As anyways, uh, going to listen to the news till the new episode releases tomorrow. Game TF. I think I know what the F stands for in that, and we can't say that word. Uh, on, boys. Hey, Game TF on to you, sir. Yeah. Uh, P.S. This is my shipping address. Okay. Is the internet listening? Oh, oh yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's for you, John. That's the thing. We That's got it. Thing. Yeah. And uh, he didn't sign it. So I'll just say that it was sent from an iPhone's iPhone by Nacho. Nacho. What's up, Nacho? Good to see you, man. I know you've been working hard, but it is very good to have you back in the fold, if you will. Has he been uh, working hard or hard? No, no. We uh, also got one uh, over on Discord. You know, I, I tend to go over there and read emails that we have in that channel. Sure. And there's one email from Nacho there too. It's a uh, appears to be a gif of a potato dancing. Nothing wrong with that. I don't I don't see nothing wrong with that. That's the only email this week. Um yeah, top notch email. For sure. Sean, how do I get to Discord? Well, what you do is you go to twitter.com, you search for weekly games chat. We have something called a pin tweet. See John, a pin tweet is and it's a link to get over to Discord. It's awesome. Another potato just popped up in the emails. That's hilarious. And what we do is sometimes we forward and do the things that Twitter lets you do, right? We tweet sometimes because that's what you do. It is what it is. Sometimes I get to see things like one of our friends, uh, Mikado Corp, uh, who, who put a tweet out that said what their first five games were. And I'm going to click this and I'm going to read them. First five games. Let's see if these are solid, boys. Hades. Mm. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm. Returnal. Mm. Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. And The Pathless. 
nothing on the pathless. <laughs> I haven't played the pathless, so I can't really say anything. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hades is the uh, king of those that was uh, mentioned, though. Uh, back on August 5th, our good pal Chapman Maddox said, uh, Weekly Games Chat, this week's episode, I already read that. Why am I reading it again? It said it was a mention. Hmm. Why did it lie to me? Well, you this said was, August this is 5th. Me, no, I've already checked this. This is something's wrong. Something's wrong. But I'll read it again. He was excited about our Skyward Sword episode and had to spend money. And now we owe him money. So there's that. There's that. Um, I think Twitter's acting weird. Have we been? Uh, we're good. We're not exposed, right? Probably. We're good. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. fine. <laughs> um, I love got, what Sean says. It's probably fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. Uh, if you want to follow the show, you can do so. And I will always say welcome and follow you back, just like I'm going to do this week for at Kurt Toms. What up, Kurt? I'm going to hit that follow button to follow you back. Thank you for the follow. So, yeah, there's that, boys. There's that. There it is. This has been episode 321. Please find us on uh, any one of your places you want to find podcasts, but leave us a review. That helps people find us just like you did. Uh, Boys, you got anything else you want to add to the show? Game on. No. No. No, 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 no. It's a bad no. I got uh, look, You're good. If we got nothing else to add, I, I once again say thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And what I do here always is I look at Chris and John in a digital screen and I tell them both to game on. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. There's, there's something special about John's head bobbing to this beat. I swear I like it. Uh, I don't want to cause too much chaos and time with post-production. So now I'm going to say my tagline, and that is, peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Hi, I'm Justin. And I'm Josh. And we host the Pretty OK Gamers Podcast. Think of our show as water cooler conversations with a little less gossip and a little more geeking out. My Halo, I think, is Legend of Zelda. What? No way. No. Who are you again? I'm Justin, and we're we're rather (laughs) okay at playing pretty good games. No, no. Every week, we talk about games and their history, and even ask ridiculous questions like, are open world games even good? So come join us every Sunday on the HP Gaming Podcast Network. See you there. See ya.